0: Welcome to issue 37 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the Encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel. And joining me tonight is Steve. Hey. What's going on, Steve? I'm feeling Trixie tonight. Trixie? Well, Trixie. that's interesting. I, I wonder if we'll, if we'll unpack that later. Mm. And also with us is Mike. How are you, sir? I am great. I've got my pumpkin beer in hand. Mm. Pumpkin beer. It is that time of year, isn't it? It's the, season. Tis that's the right. season. I wish that I enjoyed all things pumpkin flavored but i really don't just gonna
1: <laughs> we have a local brewery that does the only one i can really drink it's just amazing
0: is it like hint o pumpkin not like smash you over the face with pumpkin
1: it's hint o pumpkin and spiced yeah. very well
0: okay so that's the, yeah good you know like those like uh like the pumpkin spice like everything shaker, <laughs> shaker thing you can get to put on like put in your coffee or whatever like oh yeah a lot of those those pumpkin beers like made me think I'm just I might as well just uncap one of those things and just knock the whole thing back. It's that disgusting to me. So, but anyway, we're not we're not a a beer podcast, gentlemen. No, no, it's not why we're here. So let's talk side schemes here. What we've been focusing um, on what we've been doing in campaign play since uh, Red Skulls come out. Steve, I know you've been doing it.
2: Yeah, I have gone through the expert campaign once with. Your favorite hero, Tony Stark, oh. aka Iron Man, protection.
0: Oh, I yeah. was about to—I was about to make fun of you and be like, "Oh, I guess you just wanted to make sure you won." Blah blah blah. But protection's great for a number of reasons. Do I admire you for that choice, Steve?
2: Oh, thank you. That means—that yeah. means nothing to me. How good of you! Kidding. <laughs> uh, I did play on uh, the expert campaign, which is really interesting. I never took any of the obligations. Okay. You know, I made sure my health was pretty much maxed every time. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. I got stuck. However, on the, uh, what everybody says is the easiest <laughs> of the villains, uh, absorbing man. I think I lost four times in a row. Were well, um, you playing true solo or true solo? Yeah. Okay. okay. And the protection was just a little slow. And he would, I drew every card that added threat to this main scheme. And he had every trait that would add threat. And it'd be like, Oh, as long as he doesn't draw a three boost card, I'll beat him next round. Nope. Three boost card. Um,
0: <laughs> well, that's an interesting choice to take uh true solo uh, protection, right? Most people.
2: Yeah. It's a little slower the
0: card pool is enough that it's a little better than you. But congratulations.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, protection lacks in you know, like power, uh, Iron Man makes up for with Iron his Man cards. So yes. I felt like there was a good balance. So I did get all the way to Red Skull, and um, and then I lost.
0: Oh, okay. So the campaign will can end in a loss, spoiler. Right?
2: Yeah, it ended, and an expert, if you lose to Red Skull, it's over with. So oh, I lost an expert. Yep. I replayed it again and won, so I consider that a win in standard.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I
2: really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Red Skull was fun. I liked seeing the the sleeper that we had gotten to spoil. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Overall, I mean, that was that was pretty fun. In solo, Red Skull is a little tricky. A little, a little. Yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did lose. I did lose to it. Yeah. So
1: I've um I've gone through the campaign regular mode with Spider Woman, uh, aggression and protection and. It's a very fast-paced deck, so I've been kind of whipping through all the, vi- all the villains. Um, I thought it was doing really good. I completed Absorbing Man in five turns, wow. and then oh yeah, even Zola, like, blitzed through that before Zola really got a chance to wrap up, and then Red Skull hit me like a hammer. Hmm. Uh, because <laughs> in solo mode, not to spoil anything, but there's a mechanic that does not scale well in solo mode, in how you, you set up the scenario. Sure.
0: I've heard rumors
1: of this. He's just very difficult in general and what i realized after my first loss was that you you really you, you're probably going to thread out and you have very little hope of actually bringing down the the threat on the main scheme in true solo there's a lot of side quests with or side schemes with uh, with crisis icons uh, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. which hinder you a bit and there's a lot of combat you got to handle so you got to run fast and i almost did it i was again one turn away and he ended up with this card, uh, I can't remember what it was, something gave him a, a free boost card that said the next time he activates, deal him an additional boost card for every side scheme in play. Ooh. And then the card that I drew was advance.
2: Yep, I think you had the exact same game I had. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I had what I thought
1: was, you know, 10 turns remaining, and it went down to 2. And so I'm just trying to blitz through, pile on the damage because there's no way I could have gone through all the crisis icons to get to it. It was just faster to beat him, and I had him down to two life, and he beat me.
0: Well, obviously, we should take great comfort in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Red Skull
2: for president. Uh, yes, <laughs>
0: please. Yeah, the 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 Red
2: House, right? Yeah, the Red he, House. The Red House is what it's called. So
0: really, what anything? Yeah, uh, but uh, I have actually begun. The campaign with uh, our dear friends uh, Becky and Andy. Hey. Um, and so we we played live actually and got got through crossbones. I'm 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 one of three there and uh, I'm playing your Spider Woman deck, Mike. How are you? I like, hey. I like it so much. Yeah, I thought I'd try oh, that. Oh, I'm glad you're doing it. Sent sent the link over to Andy. Built whipped up the deck and uh, I showed up and there it was sitting on the table. So we got Hawkeye, who didn't make the first, he didn't make it through uh crossbone he he hawkeye died hawkeye Uh, died yeah
2: well yeah yeah. we all know he's terrible anyways
0: yeah Yeah. becky had a lot of fun (laughs) playing him and it was like kind of a random like all of a sudden you're hit for seven like oh (laughs) i forget exactly what or i think he got machine gunned which is gonna do it but i'm really excited to uh you know get to the rest of it seems like a lot of fun
2: yeah i have a three-player game as well going that we've completed crossbones with Mm-hmm. Where we have Thor, Spider Woman, and Hawkeye. Oh my and, God! Yep. Yeah, and we things. we took through. Uh, yeah, we took out Crossbones, and then it's you know trying to schedule to get three of us back to the table. But
0: yep. uh, I should I-, I should know for for posterity, Andy is playing Miss Marvel. So Miss Marvel Justice deck is very interesting to watch. I was
2: gonna say, what do you guys think of the campaign overall? I know you guys played you know the Saga boxes for Lord of the Rings, and you play the Arkham Horror uh, campaigns. What do you think of the campaign for this one?
1: I think it's a blast. Every game, there's, there's something else for you to get. There's so many little twists and turns. I love it.
0: Yeah, I only know the, what happens after the first one. So I can't speak much to it. But I like, you know, boon cards are sweet. Nice. I like that it's nowhere near,
2: like, you know, Arkham Horror. And that's not that style game. It's a little bit reminiscent of Lord of the Rings, where you get a boon. And maybe you get a burden by having to add these experimental weapons to the deck. I like that it's kind of a light campaign, but yeah. there's still stuff in there, right? Yeah.
1: The yeah. Uh, The Taskmaster shtick is really neat. Okay, don't no yes. spoil
0: anything. Yep. I no won't. Spoiler. No spoilers. No, no spoilers.
1: But that one's – it's it's another way of giving you a boon, and I, I love it.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: cool. Now, I have a challenge for people out there who – challenge? Challenge, yeah. Oh. I think that if you're playing out there and you think you're just blowing, you know, whatever villain it is away – I think you take the expert campaign set, the four obligations, shuffle them up, draw one randomly, and shuffle it into your deck without looking to see what it is. And any game you play, Critical Encounters House Rule here, always add one of the one of the four random obligations to your player deck. Those things are pretty tough looking, and I think that would be a lot of fun to just have this card come up that's just, you know, you don't know what it is, and, and it could could wreck you at just the wrong time coming out of your deck. I think that's fun. If you want to be super villainous, slip it into your teammates deck. Even <laughs> better. Even better.
0: That is even more. That's better. Yeah.
2: I that's better. better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so well, let's move on from our sc- our side scheme segment and move to intelligentsia. Steve, can you remind the listeners what the intelligentsia section is all about?
2: Sure. The intelligentsia is the organization in Marvel of the most intelligent villains in the universe. Otherwise known as us, I guess. Well, I was going to
0: say, that's us, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we have some listener questions, basically. We're going to answer mm. a few of the questions the community given, has given us. Some of these are really old. I just, I just love these. I love yeah. these. Yeah, I'll read the first one. And we'll just cycle right through them. So we had a question from Kennedy Hawk from the Marvel Champions Monthly Podcast. And he asked, when completing our evil research, how do we research our comic characters? Are we reading a ton of books? Are we using the wikis? How? What are we doing? Ah. So for me, I do a little bit of both. I like to read the the books. I have you know Marvel Unlimited, and I search up who we're going to be talking about, and I, I read a whole bunch as much as I can. Uh, try to substitute it with some wiki articles mm. or some videos. There's some decent little videos you can find online. You know, like Goblin One Hundred One, and it'll tell you all about them. I try to do a little bit of both.
1: Okay okay yeah pretty similar for me you always need a reference point because marvel doesn't reboot their universe so for some villains there's just too much to you don't even know where to begin so either i take a comic thread that i'm already familiar with or i look at the wiki article for some something to place me and then i I go from there if there's an easy way to find a an origin story great otherwise i just you know read here and there to fill in the gaps um the marvel unlimited is a great service if you're into comics um. That's where I do most of my reading. Pretty much that in Wiki.
0: Cool. So for me, I mean, like, I'm I am not immersed in this universe at all. I don't know very much about it. So researching is fun because I I learned a bunch of stuff. But also half of my research is encountering names that I don't like. Really know the significance <laughs> of and things like that. And so for me, the research element is is interesting because I'm I'm kind of parsing through and picking and choosing for kind of a particular narrative I want to say about the character. And that was definitely true of, of uh, Norman Osborne last time. Like there's so much on him and his alter ego that I didn't, I didn't like, if I went the way I did with like Rhino, for example, who didn't have a lot, we would, we'd be on episode 27 by now and halfway through his story. And like, so i am had like, I want to tell a story about this aspect of his life and and do it that way. Kind of. But it's all purely through the wikis for me. I don't read the source material. So there you go, folks. There you go, folks. But it is a lot of fun to do it. Like, I, I enjoy it when it's my turn, though it, it got nerve wracking with Norman Osborne.
2: Well, you did a good job.
0: Thank you. I mean, yeah, that, but that wiki went on for hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess this guy's important. I guess this guy's important. Right, and so, and also, that's, oh, speaking of that, I'll I'll read the entire stuff once through, right, um, without taking notes or doing sort of absorbing the story, and then after that first read, I, I can figure out the things that I want to do with it. That's me.
2: To read our next question,
0: I will, and I'm, I'm, and as I read it, I realize this is going to be a hard one for me to answer for the reason that I just said about my my relationship to the universe. So, question four comes to us uh, from Northern Lights over Arkham. What minion deserves a villain scenario from the current ones the most? I guess I can answer that. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. What do you got?
2: I bet you we have the same one. I think it should be Viper.
0: But we do not have the same
2: one. Oh, okay. I think Viper, Madam Hydra, I think there's a – she's got a great story. We talked about her.
0: Yep, now we have the same one. <laughs> she would be a, she'd be a great
2: one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought of that. I decided to go with Thomas Edison's robot even though the story isn't quite as deep as damn Hydra. It could be a very neat mechanic in figuring out how to beat this thing. Hmm. I see it as a as a multi-stage, oh, how do we get into it now? How do we disable it?
0: Actually, I'm going to I'm going to change my answer to Weapons Runner. I think that would be a classy scenario.
1: Something like Hank from Hydra.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just this poor dude. <laughs> yeah. These poor dudes, yeah. Um, I would like, I would like them to be brothers, you know, like, <laughs> oh, this could be like a show on Netflix, actually. Anyway, yeah, no, for me, really, Madame Hydra. And, and partly because are there, I mean, the game has no villainous women, but correct. are there some, there are in the stories, right? Like, oh, what yeah. are we waiting for? What are we waiting yeah. for?
2: Yeah, I, um, our first one is going to be in the Guardians box. We, I'm pretty positive we get Nebula, right? She's on the cover. I think they said that. Oh yeah, I think it's collector Nebula, some the Badu if they, if collector they didn't again. See that
0: you can edit and post. <laughs> so, ah, she's on the cover, good enough. Right, she's on the cover. All right, but, you know minions can be on covers, right? Who knows? Anyway, that's a great question. Thank you so much, uh, Northern Lights over Arkham. What's the next question, Mike?
1: Oh, this one is also from Northern Lights over Arkham. Pineapple on pizza?
0: Yes, no, or hell's no. Hell's no. You were so determined. You jumped the gun. <laughs> I I just I don't understand I can't fathom why anyone would do this. I really.
2: Oh, I I say yes, but with a little asterisk, like when the villain attacks you and has a little star. I like it.
0: <laughs> what's your what's your boost icon? Or <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. special special,
2: special special pineapple icon. <laughs> Only on sheet pizza, not like round Neapolitan classic Italian pizza. Not on that, but on a sheet pizza with jalapeno peppers because you have a sweet and a hot and it and it's uh good we have got some places around here that make all kinds of crazy pizzas dill pickle pizza taco pizza chicken speedy pizza buffalo chicken pizza all kinds of crazy stuff and pineapple with jalapenos and maybe some ham too not bad wow all right okay
1: uh solid yes for me really yeah i'll just when pineapple you,
0: seriously pizza. just when you think you know a guy
1: well that's <laughs> there you go my asterisk is i put right. pineapple on all your pizza
0: Oh, that is villainous.
2: Yeah. Here's a really great question. Here's our last one for tonight. Uh, this comes from Mr. L on the Discord. And he asked us, what is our personal favorite event card for each of the four aspects?
0: Now, aspects are a hero thing, right?
2: Yeah. What do we know about that? I mean, we're doing some tricky treat, tricks and treats and stuff tonight. So I think it's okay <laughs> oh. to, to go hero here. Give everyone a little treat. Um,
0: oh. All right. Really? So oh
2: our- no, I, I got great answers. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, uh he does. All right. Shall we just work our way through the different aspects? We'll go around the horn.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that.
2: All right, let's start with aggression. Okay. I'll go first. I think we gotta save mics because I, I feel like it's gonna be good. I like personally, I like drop kick for the aggression playing that's somewhat of a newer one. I think coming I in mean, the Hulk pack deals damage to an enemy, stuns the enemy, draws you a card, but you have to use all physical resources. So, you know, I, I think that's a fun one. I like Dropkick for Aggression Events.
0: Okay, I'll go. So I, I think I kind of went the route Mike did where, well, why don't you say what, what you did, Mike, because I don't want to steal your thunder.
1: I, I, wonder if, I wonder if we chose the same one.
0: Well, so go ahead and talk about what you were thinking when you got this question. Okay, I said toe-to-toe. Oh, interesting. That's... So, but you made your choices based on what, like? Oh, based
1: uh, based on the fact that uh, th- this this is the knife I want to see a hero bring to a gunfight.
0: Right. Okay. So I did sort of the same thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, what as the villain do I want? What card do I want to see them play? <laughs> All right. Toe to toe. Hero. <laughs> okay, that is that is not mine. Okay.
1: All right. So for a card and a cost of one, the enemy gets to attack the hero. And then you deal five damage to that enemy. So it costs them resources, and you get to attack them. I love that. It's a it's a hero card that gives you something to do. And I just I'd love the idea that you could do this to the main villain, and a boost card could ruin your day because the wording is the enemy attacks you. Period.
0: Period. And yep. then if, if you and then the you villain, they get a damage. boost.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And that that's could ruin good. your day. And just just icing on the cake. What resource icon does this have? A mental one. <laughs>
0: Um, I went for similar reasons, Mike, of like what, what I want the heroes to bring to the fight against me. I chose press the advantage. That was my runner up. Yeah, which is also a mental resource. Deal two damage to an enemy. If that enemy is stunned or confused, draw a card. I mean, I guess it's good in like Spider Woman, who's basically will make the villain stay stunned or confused the entire game. But those pheromones are something, y'all. But anyway, that was mine. I I just thought it was like the weakest aggression event. Toe to toe I thought about, but then I thought you could just do that to like some bigger minion and just take care of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have to rethink mine now. I took (laughs) took this question like I just went like straight with it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know what? One of us us should probably answer Mr. L's question legitimately. You
2: guys have the tricks. I have the treats.
0: You're the treat. Yeah, that's fine.
2: All right. So let's do justice then. Just. Said "Uh, for justice. I know it's core and there's plenty of them out there, but you can't beat pulling three or four progress off a scheme. Clean and simple for justice. Does what the justice player wants to do. And there you go for justice.
0: I chose... For the same reason i all my all my choices are for the same reason i think it's the weakest event for this uh aspect i chose foiled now foiled reads interrupt when a boost card is turned face up during a scheme activation cancel its boost icons now you're probably going to immediately compare it to preemptive strike the protection card however it's different in a few ways one it is only during a scheme activation and two Whereas preemptive strike cancels it, also then deals that back as damage. So it has a secondary effect. Foil does not, and it has to be during a scheme activation. So, Mm. how many heroes would you say spend most of their time in hero mode? Right, they're not being schemed on. True. So I thought this is a really weak card, and I didn't really think about it. I I I too I I immediately compared it to preemptive strike. Thought it was kind of the same, and then was with Kennedy, Hawk, and Crimson, and they talked more about the card, and, oh, yeah, look at all these things I missed about this, you know? Um,
2: I, th- I think in foil- Foil's defense, I don't know why I'm going to come to the defense of the card, but it does <laughs> work when you're an alter ego, right? Yep. It yep. also can cancel it if you're in a multiplayer game and your partner at the table has a scheme happen doesn't have to yep. be for you like a defensive card does right it's just a straight mm. up interrupt so it has that going for it but i i think you're right on you know especially solo heroes that aren't flipping back and forth
0: i'm not saying it's useless i'm just saying that it's weak compared yep. to what you think of it when you first see it you're like oh good the preemptive strike of of right. scheming but it's just not quite
1: what were you say, mike oh it's gonna say uh, everyone three copies in your deck <laughs> <laughs> yes please you, you, want it, you want card. it in hand. You want it in hand when, when you're ready to play it. So put three copies in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Foiled was my runner-up. Uh, okay. I chose Great Responsibility. I knew yeah, it. That was my runner-up. I guessed that.
2: Now that I know what we're doing, that's the one I guessed.
1: Okay. Now, Great Responsibility, <laughs> let me tell you, this is a scary card when She-Hulk has it. But for everyone else, oh my goodness, I love it when heroes spend their own resources for you to hit them so this is going to be a common theme right so here interrupt when any, any amount of threat would be placed on a scheme you take it as damage instead okay so you are hawkeye you just took a whole buttload of damage from my scheming what are you going to do next you're going to flip and then the enemy's just going to scheme again next turn so it's obviously this is a great card um, right. I, I love it when heroes bring this one um, unless it's <laughs> um, because it just it just gives me another way to hit them without even raising my fist it's great and just, just to twist the knife, it's got a mental icon.
0: Yep. Uh, I apologize, Mr. L, for these answers to your probably honest question. But Maybe. you got Steve. You got Steve for your yeah. yeah, for what that's worth. Steve, where are we headed next?
2: We're heading to leadership. And ah. I am definitely going the non-villainous route here because I'm going to pick teamwork. And we know those villains don't work together well as a team. Uh, I would like teamwork zero cost hero interrupt when you use a basic thwart power or basic attack power exhaust an ally you control and add that ally's matching power to your hero's power for this use lets you use those allies keep them around longer they don't take consequential damage but they still get to contribute their attack or thwart to the effect so that can be a lot of fun
0: cool go ahead mike i'll let you do the first one of this one
2: this one is a harder one uh
0: really it was immediate for me
1: really okay what, what is it you got to go first
0: I think the worst card in the game is Avengers Assemble. Oh, really? I do. I do. I really do. I, I think. Oh my goodness! Cost of four? It costs. It costs your hand. So basically, it's like the thing you do that turn. And I guess it could be a magical moment, but if I'm the villain and like I'm waiting for you to do this once a game, maybe like I, I just don't. It is. really I don't hard see to see appeal. It's really I, hard, it's hard to, to I've tried. I've, I've had it in decks. And I've never, ever, ever used it for anything but its resource. And the fact that it says max one per round cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. I have to look this rule up. Is that on the table total out of all four players if you're in a four-player game? I don't know. I have I to think, look that rule I up.
0: It, I think it actually Which is. Avenger,
2: you control... Uh... Right, but the playing of the cards, oh, max one yeah, per round. right. The max one per round that's the question because it, if you're in a four player game and everybody's playing Avengers, everybody has a bunch of Avengers out, sure, you can give everyone at the table a boost if you're player, you know, if you time it right. I'm wondering that max one per round, maybe, uh, I'm gonna have to look see if that know. means yeah. total at the table or just per player. So, yeah, it's super hard to play. I think the cost is the what's prohibitive,
0: yeah. I mean, if it were two, you still wouldn't play it very often, I don't think, but
2: two i think you play a lot more you use up all your allies then you ready them you use them again you but know then they're all gone because all those
0: allies have two hit points and then they're, you know like <sighs> but first you have to play them all and then not use them so they don't die off before you actually trigger this card I... oh it's a it's just a terrible card so like this one was like this was the quickest one for me mm-hmm. in the in the um trick answer to this lovely question What's a mic have?
1: All right, yeah, come on, I am going with the wonderful morale boost. Mm, so for, mm, for yeah. oh yeah, for the cost of one card and one resource, you get to choose a hero until the end of that round. They get plus one thwart, plus one attack, and plus one defense. That's right. That if, he, <laughs> if so, if your hero gets to do one extra damage if they have a ready. Hey, maybe they have tenacity. Hey, hey, tenacity. They get to ready up and do it again, and that's two bonus damage. Uh. Clearly, the best
0: leadership card. Clearly, uh, I, I you know maybe in Captain America or whatever it's nice Stark.
2: Yeah, if he can ready, uh, with that like, I
0: also love that it came in the Miss Marvel box.
2: Yeah, um, even still, <laughs> Captain, so Captain America, what he two she cards, to do two it. attack Haymaker is two and it does three damage. Yeah, there's the Captain America event that gives him plus one thwart and draw a card. So for zero cost, this is cost one. Yeah, I think you're right on this. So.
0: I mean, it could it could end up with a big a, a kind of big turn for Captain America with that event you just talked about, Steve, and then this he readies himself up. This lasts for the round, so like
2: I think if we get, you uh, could end up
0: boarding for eight in a turn.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: I I think it,
2: it's interesting that we can see that maybe leadership will have cards that aren't focused on the allies. And would be focused on the hero, but obviously it's like a one-off at this point. So
0: sure, I, you know, I, I yep. don't know.
2: I agree with Mike. I, what Mike wins? Uh, yeah, I th- I li- I'm liking I his picks here. I think he. All
0: right.
2: all right. Well, yours is good too, or bad? Or <laughs> you're, you're all- Moving on, because uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go to protection here. Uh, right. I like preemptive strike, which you mentioned earlier, for all the reasons you mentioned before. You know, for one cost, hero interrupt a defense when a boost is turned face up while villain attacks, cancel all the boost icons on the card, then deal one damage to the villain for each boost icon. Cancel this way. If you're uh, one of those cheating heroes and you want to, you know, hit the villain before he hits you preemptively, uh, if you want to go on the offensive, there you go, preemptive strike. So it's a pretty solid card, I think, overall.
0: So. Yeah. You know, this was the hardest aspect for me, Mike. I don't know about you, but like, really? Oh, this one wasn't bad. Well, I, I just think of this. These events are all pretty good, um, but the worst, I think... Well, how about this? We'll count to three, Mike, and we'll say our card. Ready? Okay. One, two, three, second behind behind me. me. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, hey, hey, for
1: the cost of a card and one resource, the villain gets to attack you. Is that not an
0: awesome card? And and a mental resource. It's got a mental resource. Mike, no, but, but like... Our best things are when revealed effects on our treachery cards.
1: But they're gonna throw them at you anyways. Like look at all the ways we have to re- to get rid of when revealed effects. This is the one that lets us hit back
0: and still yeah, like, get the villain attacks you. There's boost cards in there. I I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> well one did I, you say, Daniel? I said second wind. I think it's just too expensive as a heal card. But like uh, and for me, for me it was really just it's just too
2: expensive. I think get behind me plays right in the Mike's. Direction.
0: No, I, I get it. And I knew, and I thought I knew Mike was going to say that for the very same reason the idea of like, we love to punch people. But I thought ugh, canceling Shadow of the Past, canceling some real like an advance when you can't, like, imagine that story you just told earlier, Mike. If you had get behind me in your hand, right? And like the guy's not advancing with his four boost cards. Like, actually, Red Skull has that was an
1: attachment on Red Skull. Well, regardless you know what i'm saying
0: I, i think that the when revealed effects of treachery cards are so bad sometimes because not like not inherently bad but like the timing can be so bad that you'd rather get punched in the face like like i'll take a five i'll take a five hit right now so the game does not end right like i get behind me is like a desperate save card i don't put it in all my protection decks to be sure i don't but i don't think it's a bad card i certainly don't equate it with the other one i don't equate it with toe-to-toe at all toe-to-toe i don't really understand the point of it but this this i do this is desperation and i get it
2: yeah toe-to-toe is a minion killer um yeah take one damage do five back right that's a a fair trade or an unfair trade
0: i guess yeah so i'm I'm a fan of this card um i yeah it's a game saver yeah
2: I, i i the villain attacking is always good, though. So I think either way, get behind me. It's costing you resources, and the villain still gets to do something.
0: Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it yeah. It, is, yeah. it is. It is. It has a cost, no matter what. But it's a cost that I think, as a hero, I mean, you're willing to pay when you play it. Like you don't just play this to like you know to sure. cancel some lame thing. It's like this is the thing that keeps the game going mm-hmm. when it could have been lost. So well, I realized that we didn't. I guess it's not an aspect, but we didn't answer uh, Mr. L's question about basic events.
2: We can do basic.
0: Invulnerability.
2: Oh. Really? Yeah. I like that card. <laughs> Interesting. Really?
0: What's your, What's yours, Mike?
1: Oh, you thought foiled was awesome? Emergency. For the exact same cost and the exact same timing, you get to reduce the scheme by one instead of whatever foiled would have done.
0: Yep. I chose emergency as well. For that very reason. Actually,
2: if we're doing that, I would say warning. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's bad, if not worse. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless it saves you. Anyway, that was like kind of a bonus thing.
2: <laughs> well, those are all great questions. Uh, I think that That's last right. one, thank, thank you thank so you much, everybody. Yep. That was great. If you have questions for us, you can email us. We'll tell you how later. Or you can find us on the Discord. Send us your questions. Uh, or send us your villainous quotes. And we will uh, put them on the show. So,
0: right on. So, Steve, I, uh, I've been hearing, you know, all through the interwebs that uh, there's some like Ant-Man spoilers going around. Um, is there anything you want to say?
2: Oh yeah. So let's talk Ant-Man spoilers here. Who's,
0: who's ready for a spoiler? Yeah! Oh, oh my god. Okay. Well, hold on. Should I drumroll here?
2: Go yeah. Ahead. FFG has sent out a bunch of spoilers for Ant-Man. And we are not going to give you any today because we didn't get oh. one. So there's our trick or treat trick.
0: That's, that's actually just mean.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> hope we built it up <laughs> just enough. We <laughs> did find out that, that. that Alter Ego's podcast, Marvel Champions Monthly podcast, and the Side Scheme podcast will be getting some spoilers. Keep your ears open for some Ant-Man spoilers coming out uh, eventually here. From those those shows and a couple other ones.
0: So that was mean. That was me and Steve about the Ant-Man thing.
2: Uh, okay.
0: Good. <laughs> <laughs> just how just how we wanted here. That's how um, we are. That's right. Well, what do we got next, Steve? Well, <laughs> we're
2: gonna actually we do we, we actually do have cards we're gonna talk about tonight. We're I was gonna, gonna say, gonna go say isn't there an actual like point to this issue? Yeah, we are gonna look at goblin gimmicks. We're gonna oh. check out all our Halloween themed cards here.
0: Well, that explains the cover of this issue. Okay. Yes. Got it. Understand. All right. What a conversation we've had up to this point.
2: Yeah. And we don't have a villain that we're going to talk about. We're just going to do a, a quick little bit about some history on a few of these cards, and we'll review the cards.
0: This is a modular set review. So
2: we're going to do our Osborne manufacturing segment here, or our tech talk.
0: Tech oh,
2: talk. Yeah. Mike, do you want to tell us all about the Goblin Glider? This, The
1: Goblin Glider was the second flying device that the Green Goblin used. Do you guys know what the first one was? The Goblin Blimp. Okay, I was going to go with Goblin Zeppelin, so we're, we're on the right wavelength.
0: All right, Steve, we got it. Okay, I'm,
2: I'm going to give you a hint. It is super Halloween appropriate. Oh. Is it a broomstick? It is a broomstick, that's right. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? I am dead serious. It is a metal jet propulsion broomstick sort of thing yes
0: wow yep okay
2: that did not last more than like two issues and then it became the glider so
0: okay yeah that's probably for the best (laughs) all
1: right all right so the glider the second device the glider uh this device is capable of speeds of 144 kilometers per hour and uh, uh,
0: and uh, uh, it can uh, hold uh, up mike 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 Mike, Mike, i'm I'm sorry speeds of what one hundred forty-four kilometers per hour, and can hold up wait, to one hundred and eighty-two kilograms. Wait, wait stop, stop! What is it? What? One
1: hundred forty-four? What? Sorry, sorry, for international listeners. One hundred forty-four kilometers per hour, and it can hold one hundred eighty-two kilograms, which is about sixteen hundred big Macs of weight. Uh, plus the green goblin.
2: Okay, we. Steve, what, we are these,
0: what are these numbers he's using?
2: I don't know. We are uh, uh, America podcast here, so you got you got to get drop this. Uh, Metric system and tells what the key real, yeah, real
0: measurement are, man. What are these uh, real right.
2: measurements? All okay. right.
1: In, in American funny hat land, that's uh, <laughs> that's about ninety <laughs> miles per hour and oh, uh, okay. four hundred pounds, roughly one
2: president. <laughs> <laughs> four hundred pounds. That's about the amount of Halloween candy my kids come home with every year. So four hundred
0: pounds. Yeah, okay. maybe
2: not this year, but you know, uh, in previous years. So.
0: so do you have um, do you have uh, stats on the what the broomstick could handle, Steve? I do not. Okay. <laughs> this seems like a, a probable upgrade, right? Yeah, probably. In terms yeah, of speed so. and weight allowance. He took that back All to right. the lab. So, okay. yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah, if, Mike. If you ever throw numbers at us again, please use real ones. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Kilo- k- what kilometers? <laughs> and kilograms. These are made up words, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything. Any, keep going. I'm sorry, Mike. Keep going. <laughs> I was having
1: fun listening. Alright. <laughs> the, <whole laughs> the Goblin Glider could hold more for short periods and could go at full speed and capacity for about an hour before needing to refuel. It's this glider that Goblin used to capture Gwen Stacy, uh, Mary Jane Watson, and others. Uh, perhaps you've seen it in the movies.
0: Huh. So he uses it to, like, pick up girls? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in, uh, huh.
1: in the storyline in The Pulse, where he uses it to pick up a girl and drop her from a killable height uh, into a river.
0: Yeah, I believe I, I feel like I referenced that on my Osborne thing. But yeah, yep. yeah.
1: Yeah, someone never told him that's not how you pick up women.
0: Wow. Uh, <laughs> the glider has been retooled many
1: times, been captured by some, destroyed by others, like the Ghost Rider when he did the battle with the
2: Hobgoblin. Huh. All right, guys, pop quiz. Whoa, whoa, what? We haven't done a pop quiz in a little while. Pop I know
0: quiz. this is villainous because we're clearly not prepared. That's right. How, <laughs> many,
2: how many other primary variants of the glider are there? I'm going to say like core variants. How many additional types of gliders other than the goblin glider do you think there are?
0: So like, like would the broomstick count as a variant nope. or nope. Like something glider? Some right. type of glidery thing. Right. Well, clearly he must have a chariot. So I'm going to say there's the Goblin Chariot. I'm
1: going to say he's got... I think he's got a lab like Bruce Wayne where he just has like a thousand different suits and things. I'm going to go... Let's go six. He's got six other ones.
0: What are they six different things, Mike? Six is the answer. Really? really? That's right. Yep, you got it.
2: So, he cheated. He cheated. He, he cheated. I'll run, him, I'll run down. These are primaries. <laughs> there might be like auxiliary ones, whatever. But he had a bat glider. Uh, Hobgoblin used. So shaped like a bat. So there you okay. go, Bruce Wayne. There's the Spider Glider. Yep, used by Spider-Man uh, when he worked for Horizon Labs. There's a Punisher Glider. Punisher got his hands on one, upgraded it, added drone missiles and machine guns and stuff to it. There's a Carnage Augmented Glider, or the Red Goblin, a.k.a. Carnage Goblin. He could use it to manifest fiery symbiotes over the Goblin Glider. There's the Demo Goblin, the, or aka, the Demonic Glider. There was a Demo Goblin. He could just make one out of Hellfire. And then there was a bomber version that was much larger and had missiles and bombs and could shoot like sawtooth discs and had pumpkin bombs and all sorts. It was more like a instead of a, a jet fighter, it was like the bomber version.
0: Well, those, those all sound really cool.
2: Yeah. And there's one more that I didn't include because it's in this alternate universe called the Gobbler Glider. Which was used by Norman Osbird, the green gobbler. So,
0: uh, I, so basically, you're saying Mike was wrong when he said six. That's fine.
2: Six mm-hmm. in, the, in the primary universe. So uh, this other, okay. this gobbler got, glider is from uh, Spider Ham. So.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we're on Tech Talk, I, I think we should probably talk about Goblin's most famous piece of tech, his pumpkin bombs. You guys up for that? Want to yeah, hear a little bit good. about
2: it? All right. I do.
0: So there are all sorts of pumpkin bombs first used by the Green Goblin against Spider-Man and the Human Torch. He's used smoke bombs, stun bombs, and some that can confuse Spider-Man's spider sense. And, of course, you know, a lot of them are actual, like, bomb bombs, you know, explosives. One of the more interesting versions was a glue bomb to stun Spidey Then would follow it up with a kind that would soak through his costume and take away his ability to adhere to surfaces. That well, seems that's like, awesome. that's, like, really... That's, like, an interesting combo.
2: Yeah, I like thinking that, like, Spider-Man's climbing up the side of Empire State Building, and then he loses his ability. (laughs) Woo, down he goes. (laughs) (laughs) I like it he decided to put it in a pumpkin.
0: Well, it's got to be in a pumpkin. Like, is that not the best delivery device for any type of chicanery?
2: It is. Yeah. I mean, if you're going all goblin, you you might as well live it up.
0: But, But that glue bomb, like, he could actually just throw that and be done with it, too, just for funsies, right? Like... And leave Spider Man on the side of a building for a while? Yeah. It's like just, what Spider Man does. Just fly by every yeah, day. Here you are. <laughs> it's like the taste of Spider Man's own medicine. Yeah. I, I would do that if I had the glue pumpkin bomb. Just saying. Yeah. Well, Mike, I hear that you have a story. Okay. This is, this is just a fun
1: one. Playing against the mutagen formula. You know, in stage two, when everyone gets dealt an additional encounter card? Yep. We're playing a four player game. The first two cards really taxed our, our team somewhat and depleted a bit of our options. And then towards the end, the last three cards were pumpkin bombs, pumpkin bombs, and the villain attacks you. Spider-Man, zero allies, three health. Oh, nice. So you could, block, you could block the attack, but those spider bombs are going off. There is no way to get rid of them.
2: Yeah, there's no, uh, no chance to clear the pumpkin bombs. That's nice. That's a good, that's a good combo.
1: Yep. Yeah. So if, if you're stunning the villain over and over and over, that just gives him a chance to stack pumpkin bombs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and stacked pumpkin bombs are the best pumpkin bombs. Absolutely. Let's be honest.
2: Do you guys know what you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin bomb by its diameter? What? Pumpkin pie. Oh. Ba-dum-bam. Oof. Love
0: it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I I feel like that wounded me.
1: I like this scheme of yours.
0: Okay, you and say that's uh, the real villainy
1: tonight. That I just said
0: that's that is a villainous moment to be sure. <laughs> oh,
2: my wife happened to walk in when I said that, and she just. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a head shake. She's done with me. She's done with me.
0: A head shake and an eye roll are the only appropriate yeah. response to that. Yeah, a
2: little groan there too. So
0: well now. We did mention how there's actually a card set we're here to talk about tonight, right? Yeah, let's do Um, it. (laughs) Let's do it. So here we are. We are the Goblin Gimmicks Modular Set. Came with that wonderful first villain pack that we got way back in the day. There are eight cards in this Modular Set, but four different ones. Four by title. And we'd already talked about the Glider, but Mike, why don't you tell us about the actual card? Okay, the
1: Goblin Glider. Has the vehicle trait. It is an attachment. Attached to the enemy with the highest printed hit points and without another goblin glider attached. If you cannot, this card gains surge. Hero action. Spend two energy resources to discard this card. When it's attached, minion or villain gets plus one attack and it has three boost icons. Ooh-ee. Ooh, yeah.
0: Can I ask the elephant in the room question? Yeah. Why would this ever not go on goblin? If he already has one.
2: Yeah. Because there are two in the set. All right, so that's it? Okay,
1: got
0: it.
2: Thank you.
1: It's solid. Three boost icons. The yep. plus one attack.
0: It's nice. It's nice.
2: Yeah, and you got a double energy to shoot it down. It looks like the back glider on there in the artwork. I had to guess. Yeah,
0: that's definitely a bat wing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a scorpion tail looking thing. I don't know what I'm looking at.
2: That's a smoke, I think.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well. Plus one attack, always good, right? We love that, right? Now, here's the thing: it's almost the reason I like it for a villain is that it's almost really honest to god not worth getting rid of, right? It's right on the like, cost, hey? Yeah, like two two lightning bolts to get rid of that, like that's a big cost for many of our uh, adversaries. So, plus one. whereas plus, plus, it's plus one attack might not be a
2: big deal, right? The heroes might just leave it, which is just it a might little just leave more.
1: It. And then they play, get behind me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or toe-to-toe I mean, with me yes yeah i don't i don't think it's
2: i think it's there to stay when it shows up yeah you don't want those three boost icons going back into the deck
0: <laughs> you don't um plus one attack every once in a while is better than three boosts yeah so although probably over time it's much more than three boosts isn't it but i guess right before yeah. Galvan attacks and it should have gone in, back into the deck <laughs> so no it's a good card it makes it makes for a tough decision and I guess that's my, one of my favorite parts of the game, actually, design wise, is the way heroes clear attachments off villain. I really like that mechanic. The hero action of spending cards to get rid of it, I think, is neat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like um, that there's some are harder than others, which makes sense. And some you can't get rid of, like uh, Crossbones Machine Gun, right? Yep. That comes yep, out and stays out until it's used up.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, rhino Stampede, right? I mean, just, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yep, you got to let them hit you. Well, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. What's that next one?
2: All right, so we have Intimidation, a hmm. treachery. When revealed, choose to either spend two resources of any type or give the villain one face-down boost card. It has one boost icon and a special boost, which is give the villain one additional boost card for this activation. It's another lovely devil's bargain. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to burn a couple resources or give him a boost card, which you know, he's going to maybe he's going to get a goblin glider for three boost there, or if it's that boost, special boost, he's going to get another card. So you're just adding adding to the attack damage either way. So
0: or it's nothing, but you don't know that. Yes. Yep. I'm I'm a fan of this card. I really like what it forces the players to do. Think about. Yeah. It's a good card.
2: Yep, and there's two of them in there, so it could chain into itself as a boost, or you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that would be fun. Yeah, eh, you know, it's not a ton more to say. Can I tell you guys about the pumpkin bombs, please? Is do. Right? do tell, okay. do tell. So, pumpkin bombs. This is a weapon that attaches to the villain. Now, it has a forced response on the villain's attack. So after the villain attacks you, discard pumpkin bombs and take two indirect damage. As a hero action, you can spend two physical resources to discard this card and it comes with two boost. I I don't know why, but I always just think this card is kind of funny. It's awesome. <laughs> but it's like two indirect damage and then it goes away. Like Yep. Yeah. Blows up. Blows up. <laughs> <where> it <laughs> helps. Okay. Okay. It's just not a thing to fear, really.
1: Um, unless you don't get a chance to get rid of them, and the villain has two, and you have three life left.
0: Well, okay, fine. <laughs> but like, I would never spend the resources to get rid of this if I was a hero. I don't think I might, unless I was in that sit- unless unless I was in the situation that you're talking about. Like, but like, two indirect damage and throw that anywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't really prevent that damage. Um, it could finish off an ally that you have. Uh, That's what allies are for, I thought maybe uh I, I don't know i i think it's sometimes you might have spare resources lying around or in a big game somebody might be able to clear it Two physical isn't that hard to come by in the right aggression decks i think but those are two physical icons that aren't being used to punch the villain yep yep either way it's a drain on your resources right it's taking away health or it's taking away resources
0: fine fine i just i just wanted them to be better that's all. Yeah, it's on theme
2: though. I mean, you know, it's a pumpkin bomb, so <laughs> I
0: guess. Now
2: what would be cool is if we got additional like sticky pumpkin bombs. Yes, I that's what I'm hoping
0: for. Bombs.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a decent baseline card. Or if yeah. there were but four after- of them in the deck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but after reading that little write up you provided me, Steve, yeah. I want I want two pumpkin bombs per pumpkin bomb type. In fact, a modular, set, a modular set of just pumpkin bombs would be fantastic. Yes. And maybe
2: a glider that can deploy the pumpkin bombs. So,
0: yeah. Maybe that's the next uh, critical encounters, you know, thing that we do. Here. We, yeah. we make yeah. a modular set of pumpkin bombs. Yeah, that's fun. All
2: right, we got one <laughs> last card here. Okay. Uh,
1: this one is Regenerative Healing it is a Treachery. Again, there's two copies in the deck. When revealed the villain heals x damage where x is equal to double the villain's stage number if no Hmm. damage is healed this way this card gains surge it has a special boost the villain heals two damage next weak weak sauce oh this should have been an attachment where the villain heals every turn until you get rid of it
0: yes that'd be great well is that not what regeneration means
1: that's what i would have thought
0: yeah yeah You know i i feel i have the same complaint with this one as i do every healing card for villains right they just never do enough or they can like really do little like if there's one one hit point off of or whatever new like it won't surge like it's no i I, ugh, I just hate these cards i I feel bad for the villain like why doesn't this have three boost icons
2: yeah or it you surges any anyway
0: or it surges no matter what or
2: yeah or and, and the boost effect doesn't scale like the when revealed effect no it's like yeah it's going to heal... and when revealed, it's going to heal 2 4 or 6 but the boost is going to heal 2 so it's really weak when you get to the goblin yeah. 3.
0: so what if yeah. it had three boost and that and that special right yeah. like it dings you and heals as well like but yeah but like that you can't call it regeneration and it's a one time thing
2: no you're right if it it should attach and it should heal damage like you know x damage and then if no damage is healed this way remove regenerative healing so it just stays on until the guy gets fully healed then it could drop off or he gains tough then it drops off or something right because now he's healed all the way so but if you you either got to kill him all you know all at once or once he's healed it goes i I don't know something like that but something something
0: um you know most modular sets need their kind of weak card and this this is it for sure. Now, yep. Does it? Do the other three cards balance this one out? I don't know.
1: No, I think the other three are on par. They're good cards. They're they're good,
0: but not great. Not there's nothing's great, right? Yeah. Like there's no super fearsome card in this modular set. Yeah, they're all gimmicky. They are Uh gimmicky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is why I don't know about you guys, but when when I use this set, I always use another modular set as well.
2: You could, or um. Even just swap it out with something more potent.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think it can be left alone as the only modular set in a game.
2: Yeah, there's no there's no minions in there,
0: right? Yeah. This just, so. just doesn't do enough of the job. You know, the one, the one problem with that is that it is a large modular set. And so it does dilute the encounter deck a little bit, right? Because eight cards is a pretty big modular set.
2: Yeah, it is. So, Daniel, if you had to grade it on... A scale of halloween candy Ooh. which type of candy would it be
0: well thank god it is not an almond joy or mounds bar okay um you know i'm gonna put this one I, it's gonna fall squarely in the snickers camp
2: i uh, see i was thinking it was a milk dud
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh i
2: i
1: can't match that <laughs> i was gonna say kit kat but no ordain <laughs> <laughs> wins
0: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm excited, as excited to see this as I am a Snickers. You know, it's like, oh, another one. Right. Yeah. But like milk dud is good, but <laughs> we've had our milk dud modular sets and this is better than that. True. Uh, but yeah, it's still so
2: fun though. I, guess I, I was going to say, fun. like it's Steve, fun. When, you, That's right. when you call
0: it a milk dud, clearly you're obviously <laughs> making your Halloween joke, but like, where do you, where do you put it against other modular sets? Do you consider it one of the worst? Uh,
2: I think it's like a C, yeah, you know right, what I mean? It's, like it's, yeah. Yeah, it's probably not the worst,
0: but it's yeah. it's weak. If if I did my standard English grading, teacher English grading or whatever, I would say C plus. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. Did I say teacher English rating? Yeah, that's why I teach English. So, um, <laughs> Mike, what about you? Where do you put this?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go, yeah, C plus, B minus, somewhere around there. Again, all, mainly because regenerative healing is so bad and there's no minions, but it's fun. It's it's more more fun than its rating would suggest that's fair
0: that's fair well it's about time to find our secret layer folks mike where can the listener find us
1: we are critical encounters you, do you want to reach us perhaps you want to join our campaign to rid the world forever of subpar pumpkin drinks <laughs> <laughs> we, are we are critical encounters pod at gmail.com we're critical encounters on facebook on Discord, we are known as Fardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Steve, take us out.
2: What kind of sicko throws exploding pumpkins?
0: And can Craig edit out my teacher English thing? That's embarrassing.